Well, good morning and a happy Easter to all of you. I'm so excited that we get to gather like this on Easter Sunday. And I've got to be honest, I'm so excited because this is our very first time, our very first Easter in our building here at Connect Church. The very first Easter we get to spend in our building. And it's me on my own. And some guy stood behind the camera wearing a black hoodie and a black baby. He's not even got an Easter outfit on. This, this whole COVID situation has changed things a lot, hasn't it? We were looking forward to having an, a, a room full of people here on Easter Sunday. And here you are instead joining me from your living rooms and your, uh, your homes across Washington and the surrounding areas. I wonder how much of an impact uh, the COVID situation has had on your family this Easter. In fact, if you're watching online right now, some of you uh, uh, will see the chat room just there on the side of the screen. Go ahead and tell us. Tell, tell us right now some of the things that you've not been able to do this Easter that normally you would be able to do. What are some of the traditions that, as a family, you've not been able to do this Easter because of this COVID situation? Maybe it's a, a trip to a family member's. A lunch, the whole family coming together with extended family and grandma, some Easter egg hunts, whatever it might be, let us know. And then maybe do this. Why don't let us know what you have been able to do? Despite all that's been going on, it hasn't stopped you from this, this particular Easter tradition that you as a family love to do. Maybe even in these lockdown situations, you found a way to paint some eggs or do an Easter egg hunt. Maybe there was a basket, an Easter basket that showed up this morning. For me, my favorite Easter tradition, Cadbury's cream eggs. And fortunately, I was still able to get them. In fact, I've got to be honest, I was kind of worried that there would be a run on cream eggs like there was on toilet paper, that people would be hoarding them and they'd be hard to come by. But um, I was able to find some. So one of my favorite Easter traditions went ahead as normal with my Cadbury's cream eggs. In fact, talking to cream eggs, if you've got one at home right now, or some candy or anything, if, if you've got some kids watching with you right now, kids, I want you to go to wherever the candy is in your house. I want you to, whether it's the cupboard or an Easter basket, wherever it is, grab a piece of candy, grab a treat of some sort, bring it back, because later on in the service, we're going to do something with that. If you're watching this morning without kids, then, then wives, I guess you can let your husbands, they can go and, and grab a treat and bring it back, but just hold on to it for now. And you'll find out later why. So I've got to be honest, over the last month, um, with all that's been going on around the world, with the coronavirus, it's just impacted all of us in so many ways. But I've been so impressed as I've looked and just seen how much people have been able to find hope in difficult times. Just here in my own neighborhood, I'll be out walking the dog, and there'll be community initiatives taking place. I'll, I'll see houses with windows full of hearts, because someone had the idea to, to cut out hearts and, and spread a message of love and hope in the windows. There's a company here in town that, that gave away a load of sidewalk chalk and uh, encouraged people to, to design beautiful artwork on their driveways. And as I go out in my neighborhood, there's these amazing driveways that have just been painted with, with chalk and some incredible pictures. Such an inspirational time. I saw a great story, I think it was just this week, of a, uh, a teacher in South Dakota He's a math teacher, and his student had emailed him several times during the day. She was 12 years old, and she just couldn't figure out this math problem. 
She could not work out this algebra problem. And finally, um, he decided, you know what, I'll, I'll help you out. And he drove to her house, and he set up a whiteboard on an easel in her driveway so she could look through her window as he shouted out and explained how to do the problem. What a great teacher. Teachers, any of you teachers watching this morning, I think you're incredible. Thank you so much for all the hard work you are putting in right now to have to, to reconfigure how you are teaching in these times. Students, hats off to all of you who are having to figure out how to relearn through these times. You know, another great story I read just this week was of a guy in England. He'd signed up to run a marathon, and because of the coronavirus, the marathon was canceled. And he was so bummed because he'd been training for months and months for this marathon. So he said, you know what? I'm still going to run this marathon. I may be trapped inside my house, but I'm not going to let that stop me from running this marathon. So he paced out his living room. He figured out how long it was. And he worked out that if he ran backwards and forwards four and a half thousand times in his living room, that would be the same length as a marathon. And that's what he did. There's some video here of the guy running backwards and forwards four and a half thousand times. He videoed himself for four hours and 38 minutes, the entire length of time it took him to run all 20 plus miles of his marathon. I know some of you are watching right now just thinking, that's incredible. Some of you are watching sat on your couch in the same pair of sweatpants that you've been wearing since Thursday. I mean, Thursday, March 26th. And you're like, the dude ran a marathon in his living room. There's just these amazing stories of hope, aren't there, as we look all around. But the truth is, for every story of hope, there are many of us, maybe even most of us, who struggle to find hope. Because the reality is, this is a challenging time that we're facing. It's been hard to find hope, hasn't it, for, for those of us who have lost jobs. For those of us who maybe have lost jobs and are uncertain of when we'll ever get to go back to work again. It's hard to find hope in a situation like that. I think for some it's been hard to maintain hope in just a, a regular trip to the grocery store. And to see all the new things we have to go through now, different ways of getting in and only so many people allowed in the store at once. X's on the ground to show where we can and can't stand. In fact, I did come across one store and I don't think they fully grasped the whole idea of where the X's should be placed. See, I, I, I don't think that was actually six feet there. It's been hard to maintain hope, hasn't it, when we... We hear stories of people getting sick and people dying. That can be hard to continue to maintain hope when we read about that and when some of us personally are affected by it. But in the midst of all this, many are turning to God or to followers of Jesus to find that hope. Maybe the reason you've joined us here on this Sunday morning, on Easter Sunday here at Connect, is because you're looking for that hope. You may have heard that um, Pink, the singer, her and her three-year-old son, they, they um, both tested positive for the coronavirus. It's a terrible time, and she was being interviewed about it in a magazine, and, and this is what she said. She said, there have been many nights where I cried, and I've never prayed more in my life. You know, I think we're realizing through this time that it's causing us to, to pray, to, to maybe cry out to God, to look for hope. In these challenging times. 
In the midst of this COVID situation, people are trying to encourage us and inspire us. Some of you might have seen uh, John Krasinski, the guy from The Office. He's put together this, this video called Some, uh, Some Good News, and uh, it's brilliant. If you haven't watched it, he's had two episodes now. They're so good. They're definitely worth a watch. But here at Connect, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about some great news. So I'm sorry, John, but we've taken it to the next level. We've got some great news that we want to talk about. You see, here at Connect, we think that the great news is that um, the fact is that, that not everything contagious is a bad thing. For us as followers of Jesus, we have access to these amazing gifts that God can give. Gifts of peace and joy and love. And these are things that, that not only should we possess as followers of Jesus, but, but they should be infectious. Others around should be, should be inspired, should be able to catch this, this love, this joy, this peace, and even this hope that we as followers in Jesus can find in him. A guy by the name of Paul who wrote a large part of the New Testament, he understood the power of hope. In fact, he was writing to a group of Christ followers in Rome. Not long after Jesus' death and resurrection, he's writing to these group of Christians. And he says in Romans 15, verse 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's kind of painting this picture that this is a resource we can have that, that will come into our life and, and overflow just this, this hope that we can find in God, the source of our hope. You see, when Paul wrote this thousands of years ago, he wrote to an audience who he knew were looking for hope. In fact, Paul knew personally some people who had seen their hope disappear. We're actually going to talk about those people this morning because it happened at that very first Easter. People who had a tremendous amount of hope and in a second it was gone. You see, these people were the people that were closest to Jesus. His disciples, his followers, his friends. The people who had spent three years walking alongside him, getting to know him. Hearing his teaching, watching the way he treated people, growing in their, their love for him and just their admiration of who he was and everything he said he would do and who he claimed to be. And, and they, were, they were all in. All of their hope was on him. They were on the top of the world. Their, their world was changed forever just because of their relationship with him. And in a moment, they went from being on the top of the world to the worst place imaginable. You see, just one week before the weekend that we celebrate at Easter, last Sunday we talked about this, it was Palm Sunday. It was the day that Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on the back of a donkey to the screams and cheers and crying out and praises of, of hundreds of people. And his friends and his disciples, his followers, they were right there with him. They were in the parade with him. I mean, we're talking Chicago Cubs winning the World Series, going through the streets of Chicago kind of parade. People lining the streets, cheering, so excited to see Jesus. This is the level of hope that his disciples and friends had. And then just a few days later, in an instant almost, 
They see him get arrested. And then less than 24 hours later, hanging on a cross until he died. Just imagine what that was like on a, on a Sunday to be on the top of the mountain. And then Friday, see his life taken away from him. What must that have felt like to have gone from such hope and excitement to such despair and disappointment? You know, I want to try and help you understand what that must have been like. So right now, kids, if you're still with me, you guys still with me? Do you still have that candy? You still got it? Okay, awesome. Hold it up so everyone can see. All right. Now, mums, dads, you might want to have your uh, cameras here ready on your phone because I need you to do something for me now, okay? So, so as the kids are holding up their candy, mums and dads, I need you to take the candy and tell your kids, you're not getting that anymore. I'm going to eat it, okay? Husbands, if you, if you had that cream egg, your wife gets to take it now and she gets to eat it. Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Give it, give it back to the kids right now. Let them eat it, okay? Because uh, I, I know you probably know of Jimmy Fallon and... Uh, ruining Halloween. I don't know if Dave Jane ruined Easter for the kids. But, but in that moment, if you did that, and if you didn't, I'm sure in your mind you could imagine the look on those kids' faces where they've been holding onto this candy for so long, knowing that I promised them early we we're going to do something special. And that special thing was they were going to have it taken and their parents were going to eat it. That would be awful. And that's just a glimpse of what it must have been like for those first friends, disciples, followers of Jesus, to have been so excited. All their hope was on him. And then in a moment, it all seemed to disappear. So we're going to jump back and just try and get a feel for how they felt in that moment. There are actually four guys, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they all tell us the story of the life and the death of Jesus. And we're going to hear from all of them at different points throughout this morning because they all had different perspectives. They all had a different vantage point, a different viewpoint of the life of Jesus. So Mark, he introduces to one of uh, the groups of Jesus' friends. It was a group of ladies. And, and we find out in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, that it was Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended. So Jesus has died on Friday. It's the Sabbath on Saturday, so Jews can't do anything on Saturday. They can't do anything, so they have to wait. These ladies, they want to go and um, embalm the body, anoint the body. It's a, tr a tradition there for people once they died. But Mary and Mary, the mother of James, they have to wait until uh, the end of the Sabbath. So Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. And then very early on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, very early on Sunday morning, just as at sunrise they went to the tomb, on the way they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? These ladies weren't going with the expectation of finding an empty tomb. They were actually talking about who's going to roll the stone away. They were going to anoint a dead body. These were women who lost hope, who were in despair. They were on their way to see what they assumed would be the corpse of Jesus. What about the rest of the disciples? They'd lost all hope too. They were also living in fear. They were in hiding. John tells us about them in John 20 verse 19. He says, That Sunday evening the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Can you imagine what that must have been like? To be stuck inside 
to be behind closed doors, not able to go anywhere, losing hope by the minute. Can you imagine what that would be like? Well, yeah, I mean, you can. That's, that's our life right now. But for the disciples, they were behind locked doors. They were, they were stuck because they were terrified. The person they'd followed, they've just seen crucified and killed. Now they're in fear for their own lives. Hopeless. All of his friends, all of his followers, all in despair, all in a situation of just hopelessness. But all of this was about to change. Their hope was about to be restored. Something incredible was about to happen. Something that we celebrate every year on Easter Sunday. And what is that? Well, I'm going to let some experts here at Connect explain to you exactly what that is. What makes Easter, what is it about Easter is happy? Um, so um, the happy part is um, um, you get to find eggs and there's something inside it. Um, like smiling. Smiling. Jesus died on the cross. Because <laughs> he um, rose on the third day, and that's what Easter is all about. If he hadn't, if he didn't do that, there wouldn't be an Easter. So that what makes me happy. Presents. Presents from who? The Easter Bunny. because Jesus is alive. You're right. Um, show grace to others because he showed grace to us by dying on the cross and he, take, he took our place. He 
even though we should have been there because we sinned. We were my family. Be brave. You can be brave. Get a shot. Be brave and get a shot. Um, big and strong. What do you want to be when you grow up? A shepherd. All right. Thank you, Connect Kids. So there we have it. What is Easter about? It's about chocolate eggs and the Easter bunny and getting presents. Awesome. But you know what? As amazing as that is, there's something even more amazing about Easter. Some of those kids told us there in those videos, but, but I want to experience it now through the eyes of those ladies, through the eyes of those first disciples, what it was like for them to have their hope restored. So let's go back to the ladies who are on their way to the tomb. Mark 16, verses 5 through 6. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. These women have just discovered that Jesus is gone. He has risen from the dead. Matthew continues on in the story. He says, and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. So the women, the women they ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but they were also filled with great joy. Hope restored and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message can you imagine how excited they were they, they just had to be going full pace just to get to the disciples locked in that room to tell them this fantastic news that jesus had risen let's see how that went luke chapter 24 verses 9 through 11 so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. Can I just say sorry to all the wives out there? Because I think 2,000 years later, we still haven't figured this out. Husbands, t turn to your wives right now. Say, I'm sorry, you were right. If she says about what, just say, Anything, everything, just, I'm sorry, you were right. I should have believed you. But the apostles, they didn't. The disciples didn't believe these ladies. So here they are, still locked away, in quarantine, hiding in a room. They're not taking the ladies' word for it. So how is their hope restored? Well, listen to this. John chapter 20, verse 19. That Sunday evening... The disciples, they were still meeting behind these locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. And suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. Instantly, in that moment, their hope is restored. Seeing Jesus alive, it changed everything. That's what we celebrate. Every Easter, the fact that seeing Jesus alive changed everything. 
When the ladies saw Jesus at the empty tomb, when they saw the angel and found out that he'd risen, their world was changed forever. Their hope was restored. When the disciples saw Jesus in the room with them, their world was changed forever. And their hope was restored. It's the risen Jesus. That's what they put their hope in. In fact, immediately after he said, peace be with you, he, he sent them out. John says that he, he challenged them to go out and spread the news. And that's exactly what happened. All of the disciples then went out proclaiming Jesus, spreading the news of the risen Jesus. Their hope was restored. They went from being these, these timid people locked away in the door of, uh, in a room afraid for their lives to going out on the streets proclaiming the name of Jesus. In fact, most of them lost their lives because they wouldn't stop talking about Jesus. What is it that causes somebody from going from being timid in a room to being bold in their faith? It's an encounter with the risen Jesus, having your hope restored. In fact, ever since then, for the last 2,000 years, people have been proclaiming this same message, talking about the risen Jesus. As a result, for millions of people since then, their world has changed forever. Their hope was restored. In 1988, Simon Crook told me about Jesus, told me about the difference he'd made in his life. I could see the change in him. In 1988, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And you know what? My world was changed forever. My hope was restored. And then in 2013, we planted Connect Church here in Washington with the express goal, the, the main goal, to reach people, to let them know about the risen Jesus, that their world would be changed forever, that their hope would be restored. You know, just a few weeks ago, our world changed, didn't it? A lot of things that we'd put our hope in up till now suddenly changed. A career, the stock market, our health, whatever it was, everything changed. In fact, as quickly as the disciples went from that triumphal entry on a Sunday to Jesus dying on a cross on a Friday, their world changed so quickly. For many of us, our world has changed so incredibly quickly in the last few weeks. So I wonder now this morning as you're sitting listening, where is your hope? Are there things that you had put your hope in that have let you down? I want to tell you this morning that Jesus wants to change your world forever. Jesus wants your hope to be restored. You see, I believe that Jesus is someone that you can put your hope into. Because you're not putting your hope into his character, that he was a good man, although he was an incredibly good man. And you're not putting your hope into his ideology because he taught great things, even though he did teach incredible things. No, you're putting your hope into the fact that this is somebody who rose from the dead, who changed the lives of his disciples forever, who's changed the lives of many more since them forever. 
We sang a song earlier, didn't we? Um, I'm going to see a victory. And there's a great line in that song. It says, there's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant because I know how this story ends. On Easter Sunday, we celebrate because unlike the disciples in that locked room or the ladies expecting to find a dead body, we know how this story ends. And this morning, I want you to experience that same hope in your life. I want your world to be changed forever. I want your hope to be restored. So here's what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to say a simple prayer. But I'm going to ask you at home right now, wherever you're watching, to join me in that prayer. Now, when I say join me, you don't have to say it out loud. You can even sit with your eyes open, just looking at the screen. But just listen to the words I'm praying. And as I'm praying these words, make this prayer your prayer. Because this prayer is going to be a prayer saying, Jesus, I want to put my hope in you. I believe that you did die and rise again. I've seen things I put my hope in let me down. I want to put my hope in something that won't ever let me down. You can put your hope in him this morning. Your world could be changed forever. Your hope could be restored. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much that Easter Sunday is the day of any day that we can celebrate the fact that you sent Jesus to die for us. And now, Jesus, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge who you are. We recognize that you came and lived a great life, but your ultimate goal, your ultimate purpose was to die on that cross and to rise again, to conquer death and the grave because you wanted to restore a relationship between us and God. And the only way that could happen was through you dying in our place. So this morning, Jesus, we want to accept you as our Lord. Jesus, we want to look to you. Jesus, we want to put our hope in you this morning. We want to turn and follow you. So Jesus, help us to do that, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're watching online right now, you'll see just right there in the, uh, the chat area, there's an opportunity. It's, it's just a little button. It says raise, raise hand, and you can just click that button. And, and all it does is it, it lets us know that you said, yes, I want to follow Jesus. If that was you this morning and you wanted to say, yes, I want to put my hope in Jesus, just, just click that for us. We'd love to know that you've made that decision. It'll give you the opportunity to fill in your name and an email and someone will follow up and we can help get you connected here, either here at Connect if you're watching locally or at another church if you're watching from somewhere else around the country or around the world. But I hope and pray that this Easter time will be one that you'll remember for the rest of your lives as the day that you chose to put your hope in Jesus. A hope that will never, ever let you down. And for those of you who are watching this morning who are followers of Jesus, I pray that even this week, your hope will be contagious as you interact with others in your world. Thanks so much for joining us on this Easter Sunday. Have a fantastic day together. Enjoy your family. Enjoy what you can enjoy today. And uh, we hope we'll see you back here next Sunday morning. We're going to continue talking about this great, great news. 
Man, wasn't that a great message from Dave reminding us of this great hope that we have through a relationship with Jesus? Hey, if you prayed that prayer with him, I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Talk to somebody in your life. Let them know you prayed that prayer. If you're in a small group, talk to somebody in that group. I hope you've also filled out the form uh, that, that the hosts put in the chat just to let us know. We want to continue praying with you. We want to continue uh, supporting you as you're starting out on this new journey of faith. Again, I want to thank you for being online with us today here at Connect Church. Uh, if you're new to us, you can find out more about us at our website, connectwashington.org. And we'd also encourage everyone, just stay up to date on the announcements and the things that we're doing through our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at Connect Washington. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week at the same time.